Hey guys, it's Sophia, Sophia Amoruso, host of Girlboss Radio, founder and CEO of Girlboss. You're listening to a brand new podcast series we're super excited to introduce, inspired by Sephora Collection's hashtag Lip Stories Lipsticks, which features 40 different shades based off of real life stories from remarkable women. Presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Sephora Collection, this podcast takes a deep dive into the wildest adventures and notable memories of some seriously inspiring founders, creators, and thought leaders. Stories that took place while they were out there living their real lives, circling the globe, on an epic road trip with friends, owning their Girlboss moment at work, or even just hanging out having fun with their BFFs. You're in for some seriously candid, inspiring, funny stories, and we can't wait to see what hashtag lip stories inspires in you. In this episode, Ami Natuso will be speaking about a few things that have been meaningful to her along her journey. She'll tell us hashtag lip stories about being a global citizen, cultivating a lady business, and thriving on brunch day. Hi guys, Neha Gandhi here, Editor-in-Chief and Chief Operating Officer at Girlboss. I had so much fun chatting with these incredible women, and I can't wait for you to hear their lip stories. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Amina Tussauds. All my friends call me Amina, and we're all friends here. I am the host of a podcast called Call Your Girlfriend, and these are my lip stories. Talk to me a little bit about your approach to being a global citizen. Like, how do you think about that word? You know, global citizen is, uh, it's a word that actually describes me. (laughs) I was born in Guinea in West Africa. I never lived there. The first time I hopped on a plane, I was 10 years old. My parents were diplomats, so we bopped all around the world. I've lived in Europe. I've lived in West Africa. And now I live here in the United States. The older I get, the more uh, I realize how lucky I was to have that experience. Living all around the world just really opens your eyes and your heart to, to empathy and to understanding other people and makes you realize that there are so many ways in which everybody is so similar. Do you have any specific experiences from your time traveling, especially as a kid, um, to any of those places that like really opened your eyes to something that you didn't see or know about the world previously? Yeah, we, um, in my family, the parents always trade kids around. So that's how we spend our summers. So I was really lucky in that, um, my parents would separate me from my siblings and I got to go visit family, other family that lived in Africa. And I remember the first time that I got on a plane alone, I was eight years old. I was an unaccompanied minor and I traveled to Ivory Coast to go see my aunts there. And Ivory Coast was very different from Nigeria, where we lived, but it's literally just a couple hours away. And I remember getting off the airport and thinking, wow, I can live life like this. Just like getting on a flight, going somewhere new, and just experiencing new sounds, new flavors, new people. And Ivory Coast is a beautiful country. When I was growing up, it was the only place in West Africa, and I actually probably in all of Africa, that had an ice skating rink at that time. And it was the first time that I ice skated. And, you know, that's pretty cool for somewhere where the weather is 85 degrees year-round. I feel like the beauty of travel is really that that, like, thrill hopefully never goes away. That sense of, like, this is, like, new and unknown no matter where you go. Yeah, my like my mom always said that like crisis made for good bonding and i feel that if you travel in a lot of places especially in west africa you are confronted with a tiny sense of crisis every time 
And there is really something about just like figuring it out on your own. I think that makes you feel a little bit less afraid. And I think that especially for young women, that's so important, like having a sense of adventure. All of the big adventure narratives are about men, right? And if you're a woman and you're traveling, there's so much about like safety and whatever. And those are all very real considerations. I'm not trying to minimize them. But I think that having a sense of adventure from a really young age and being pushed to pursue that as a woman, there is something like very radical about that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, did fear ever creep into your sense of adventure or because like you were sort of like pushed into the world knowing adventure first? Like, was that not even part of the narrative for you? You know, I think that early on, like I said, I like my parents put me on a plane. I was eight years old, unaccompanied minor. I had I've had that experience so many times. And so I think that at first I didn't realize it. But the older I got and I think the more I started traveling alone when I was in high school and in college, you know, when you start experiencing things like street harassment or you're just so much more aware of your body and your place in the world, the fear started creeping back in. And for me, that's something that I work really hard at rejecting, you know, and that doesn't mean that you don't have to be smart about being in a new place. You should be smart, like on your own block. (laughs) So, but I think that this, this very specific fear of being afraid of being far away from home, you know, is something that hits women a little bit harder sometimes. And like I said, I think that there is something like very political and very deeply feminist and like very radical about not giving into it and about pursuing the adventure. Always take the trip. How do you specifically do that? Like when you're talking about like you said you work really hard to reject the fear, like what does that look like practically for you? I think that one, having enough information about the place that I'm going to is something that would really ground me. You know, it's like, do your research and also talk to a lot of other women. Like I traveled alone as a single woman for a long time, and that's a very particular kind of experience. And we are really lucky that we live in the age of technology. So you can you can find other people that are like you. So asking other women what their experiences were, asking friends to connect me to their friends. And really, you know, sometimes like if I was in a place where I was really afraid or a place that I was afraid to go to, really having a conversation with myself about whether that was coming from a place of prejudice or was coming from a place of fear and what's true and what's not true. And I think that the other thing about travel that's awesome in these circumstances is that you get to lean on your community to help you, you know, so you can go somewhere brand new for the first time, but you don't have to be alone. There's a community of travelers that you can lean on. You can ask your, you know, at this point, if you, you know, you're somebody who even has been to like a moderately large college, like you have friends that live all over the world. And that's something that you can lean on as well. And, you know, and I think that just that instinct to to want to know more about the place that you're at and gathering that information is the first step in feeling safer and feeling like you can make it there. How does travel feed you? Like, what is it actually, like, what does it give you? And like, how are you changed by your experiences? You know, for me, travel is a necessity. My family lives all around the world. My sister lives in Belgium. My brother lives in Montreal. Our dad lives in Guinea now. Um, And the rest of our extended family also is scattered all over the world. We were political refugees. So travel, for one, is a necessity in the sense that it's how we, like, we see the rest of our family and we catch up with our friends. And, but I think that, you know, fundamentally for me, it's just a reminder to that nothing in life is permanent. 
I get really scared for myself when I get complacent in one place and I'm just like, oh, I'm really attached to my furniture. I'm really attached to the coffee down the street or this feeling of just like, this is who I am. I think that for me, at least, like that's not how I want to live. I want to be able to pick up and go at any time and I want to be flexible enough that relocating is not something that's terrifying because that's already in the DNA of my family and it's unfortunate that that had had to happen to us. But I think that we've reaped so many benefits from being just like mobile, right? And again, I think too that just like learning from other people, there is something so humbling about, you know, like your, you think about your own life and what it is that you're doing every day and your own dreams and your small problems. Like I always refer to all my problems as first world problems (laughs) because it's true that they are. And, you know, you go somewhere else and you're like, oh, like there are other considerations here. There, it's also a reminder, you know, that like America is for, for everything that is going on in the world. America is still one of the best places in the world to live in for many reasons. And for me, I'm like, this is where I became an adult. It's where I got like a lot of opportunities. But being reminded that there is a world bigger than America, and there's a world bigger than Brooklyn sometimes is something that is really necessary. Hey, it's your girl Maggie, co-host on Girl Boss Radio with Sophia Maruso. So we're going to take a break real quick, just to flip the script on this whole thing. We want to hear your guys' hashtag lip stories. That's right. Post a photo or story or Instagram or tweet us or all the above with your own memorable moments with the hashtag lip stories. We want to know what beauty essentials accompany you to. Because Sephora Collection hashtag lip stories lipstick is some of the most adaptable, versatile, accessible lipstick you can get your hands on. It comes in 40, 4, 0, super cute colors, and three different finishes, matte, metallic, and satin. Plus, the packaging is so cool. They're inspired by incredible real-life stories like the one you're listening to right now. Check them out on Sephora.com. And of course, try them on in person at your nearest Sephora store. Okay, so let's switch gears um, and talk about your work life. Tell me about the experience of like deciding to leave your corporate job. You know, I've been lucky to work at very many big, great companies and uh, get a lot of experience. I actually really enjoy working on a team and, and figuring stuff out. But the thing that I realize is that, you know, you just get to a point where you wake up one day and usually you're around 29 And you don't have that pit in the bottom of your stomach anymore about whether you know how to do your job or not. (laughs) I just, I'm like, oh, like even if somebody asked me to go to the moon and I don't know how to do that, I know where to find that information. So you are less scared and you're more specialized and you just like have this sense of confidence, which is what I had. And then if you work at a big company, that usually means that you're going to get stuck in middle management for mm, like the rest of your life. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But I also think that, like, you know, millennials were a generation that our parents told us that we could do whatever we wanted to do. And uh, it turned out that was not true. I hate being bored. That is just, uh, it's probably been the main motivator in my life is just running away from boredom all the time. And so getting up every day to do a thing repetitively that I was like, oh, I'm good at this, but I'm not learning anything new. And it's actually really hard to feel challenged 
was where I knew that I needed to challenge myself. And so I took a big leap of faith and decided that I wanted to work for myself. I was like, actually, I can open my own consulting business and I have enough money saved in the bank that I'm not going to be hungry for at least six months and then who knows what will happen. But I think that, you know, that feeling of just being like, oh, I, I'm i responsible for my own overhead now. I pay my own health insurance. I have to I have to find my own projects. Because the thing about being a consultant is that uh, you only eat what you kill. So you have to be, you know, you have to have fire in your stomach every day when you wake up. And I just had seen so many women around me who were doing that, who were just like starting their own shops or starting their own, you know, like their own things or like bigger businesses. And I was like, well... Owning a lady business, actually, in this time in history sounds really cool, and it sounds awesome, and I can do that, but mostly it was about challenging myself and learning new things. I learned how to incorporate my business, I learned how to do payroll, I learned about taxes, I learned about like business development and things like that, and I was like, you know, I could have paid for grad school to learn all of this, but instead, I'm like getting learning on the fly. And so far, so good. You know, like there are days that are scary. I'm not telling everybody that like running your own business is this like very cool uh, lady thing you can do. No, some days are actually terrifying and you're definitely flying by the seat of your pants. But I think that like trusting your gut and knowing that you have a skill set and that you can take care of yourself is something that is really important and pursuing your own passions is a part of that. Do you have an example of someone that you reached out to that like you would consider like an advisor or mentor that really like sort of opened your eyes or like taught you a lesson that was unexpected? I have what um, my good friend Sabrina Hersey Issa likes to call a personal board of advisors <laughs> that um, some of them are aspirational people now that I have relationships with and some of them are like just friends. I think that really asking for help across your horizontal network is really important because a lot of people just like crave to be mentored and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they're not enough mentors for all of us. Like that is not going to happen. And a mentor relationship takes more work than just asking somebody to be your mentor. So having horizontal mentorship with people that are in your same boat is really important. And for me, that person that probably I lean on the most is my friend Ann Friedman that I host Call Your Girlfriend with. She was a little bit older than me when we met. She was like a boss before I was a boss. And so she's always been somebody that I've been able to take kind of my professional conundrums to and have her address them. I think that one thing that she has really taught me is the importance of being a professional at all levels because People that you encounter when you're 22 at your internship will be people that you will encounter when you're 32, will probably be people that you will work with when you're 52. And so really treating people kindly and fairly and kissing down instead of kissing up is really important. I like I'm in the position now that a bunch of people that I had hired at other jobs are the people that are hiring me in freelance. And you know, so really thinking about your relationship building skills and always being somebody who is reliable and who is kind and who is professional is like very important. Can you talk a little bit about like your weekend rituals and just sort of like how you ground yourself? Oh, man. I think the weekend is not long enough. When I am king, the weekend will start on Thursday night. 
because two days is not enough. My college friend's dad used to always say, um, like, my favorite Texas thing. He's like, you can't take the stink off a Sunday, which uh, is true because Sunday is the day that we're all preparing for Monday, right? And so that's a fake, that's a fake weekend day. But my Saturdays are really sacred. Saturday is the one day of the week that is just for me. I try not to make any plans in advance. I like to wake up whenever my body is ready to wake up. I pick up the paper on the stoop. I only get um, I only get the paper on Saturday and Sunday too. So I get the paper on Saturday. I go grab a cup of tea and I just read that. I sit around and I do what my friend Brittany, who is my college roommate and one of my dearest friends, always calls a body's choice, which just means like not making plans and deciding on the fly, whatever it is that you want to do. And that for me usually means like going for a really long walk, going to look at some art. I'm not like militant about unplugging from the phone, but I give myself permission not to look at the phone. I just put it on do not disturb. So if a phone call comes through, then I guess that person wins for the day. But uh, yeah, I just, Saturday is the day that I really focus on myself. I will, you know, it's the day that where I'm like, I can actually do my skincare routine and not lie about the fact that I double cleansed today because I actually did. And, you know, I think that just... Having one day of the week where you can just like focus on yourself and focus on your own pleasure and your own pursuits is so important because the rest of the time you're being tugged into so many directions, you know? And I found that like just taking that time to recharge and think, even if it is just sitting on the couch all day and watching Netflix, and it's something that I get to do by myself, it gives me enough energy to go through the rest of the week and to belong to the rest of the world. How great is Amina? I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as all of us here at Girl Boss did. Be sure to remember to subscribe so you can listen to all the amazing hashtag lip stories we're bringing your way along with Sephora collection. And don't forget to share your own stories on social media with hashtag lip stories. We want to see how you're out there making your own moves to remember. Thank you guys so much for listening.